welcome to another edition of the UK Law Weekly Podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. This week we're going to be looking at the case of the Crown against Andrews, and the citation for this case is 2022 UKSC 24. This is the second in our pair of cases about the Proceeds of Crime Act, but this week is a little different because we explore what happens when you lie on your CV. Back in 2004, John Andrews successfully applied to be the CEO at St Margaret's, an NHS hospice in Taunton. As part of the hiring process, he told the interviewers about his university degrees and the wealth of work experience that he had in this area. The problem was that all of that was untrue. In fact, he compounded his lies in 2006 when he told co-workers that he had completed a PhD at Plymouth University and so they should now refer to him as Dr Andrews. Again, that was a total falsehood, but amazingly, he stayed in post for 10 years, and during that time it is reported that he actually did a good job as CEO, and in his appraisals was regularly said to have had a good or even outstanding performance. His lies also got him other positions for good pay. He was a director and then chair of the Torbay NHS Care Trust, and also became chair of the Royal Cornwall NHS Hospital Trust. Andrews was finally caught, and at the beginning of 2017 he was convicted of fraud and sentenced to two years in prison. The Crown Prosecution Service also sought a confiscation order against him, and that is what we are interested in for the purposes of this case today. During the 10-year period, Andrews' net earnings were nearly £650,000, but Of course, he was in no position to pay that back, and so it was agreed that the available amount was just under £100,000, and so the judge made a confiscation order for that amount. Andrews appealed against this order, and was successful before the Court of Appeal, who said that the question of whether or not such a confiscation order is disproportionate in the circumstances is a point of law of general public importance. The Crown appealed to the Supreme Court, and that is where we pick things up. The justices began by noting that a confiscation order for the full amount would be disproportionate. After all, Andrews did do the job for 10 years, and so failing to make any deduction for the services that he did render would amount to what is essentially double confiscation. Despite that, the Supreme Court did agree with the Crown, and held that it is right that some sort of confiscation order should be made in respect of Andrews. When working out what is a proportionate amount, the Court should try to work out the difference between the higher earnings obtained through fraud, and what earnings would have been obtained if there hadn't been any fraud at all. In that way, an individual made subject to a confiscation order is giving up any profit that they might have gained via the fraudulent activity. Ultimately, the original confiscation order was upheld. Now, I don't know if this is just me and my weird sense of humour, but I do find this case to be quite funny in a certain way. Obviously, it is serious that a senior person within the NHS was not who they said they are, but I personally don't know if I find it funnier that a CEO got away with lying in a job application or that he then went on to work there for 10 years and got good appraisals throughout that time. This sort of thing might well happen in the private sector as well, but it certainly doesn't place the NHS in a good light that this has happened and went on for so long. 
With that in mind, you can see why the CPS would want to push for a conviction as well as a confiscation order. The case attracted a certain amount of attention in the media, and so there was a need to discourage this sort of behaviour in the future. However, while I can see why the prison sentence would achieve that, I'm inclined to agree with the Court of Appeal that a confiscation order was a bit overkill here. After all, Andrews did the job, and according to his appraisals, did the job well over an extended period of time. Despite his lack of qualifications, he did more than enough to deserve the remuneration, and taking any of that away is the double confiscation that the justices were supposedly seeking to avoid. Trying to guess what Andrews would have otherwise earned involves speculation, and seems like an ineffective way to achieve a proportional result. The fault here is really on the NHS Trust for not investigating the veracity of a person appointed to a senior position, but that organisation is not facing punishment for wasting taxpayer money. Instead, it has been left up to the courts to save the health services blushes. Well, thank you very much for tuning into this podcast, and thanks as ever to bensound.com who provide the theme music. Quick reminder before we go that if you would like to support the podcast and help to keep it ad-free, then you can subscribe to my newsletter and earn yourself some nice perks including more content from me each week and a free ebook on how to answer essay questions on a law degree. This week in the newsletter we examined the recent sewage scandal and tried to take an in-depth look at the legal aspects of what went on there. If that sounds like something you're interested in then check out the link in the description to this podcast episode. Anyway I'll be back with another episode next week but for now bye!